I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Hey guys, come on, bring it in. I've scrolled through my contacts, sent out the invites, and our guests are about to arrive. Welcome back to the podcast dedicated to the most precious human pastime. I'm Gregory Porter, and this is The Hang. This podcast is beautifully simple. I sit down with friends, idols, and inspirations of mine to discover what makes them tick. Whether it's music, family, real-life experiences, it's the moments that move us, that make their way into our art. For this episode, I've shined the silver. My dad was a man of very few words. However, that one move there has just led to all this. Ironed the curtains and rolled out the red carpet for pop royalty. It was my dream to be on that show, and so whatever it took to get there, I'd entertain. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Gary Barlow. You know, this thing you're dreaming of, even when you get to it, you're dreaming of the thing beyond it. It's like you never actually settle anywhere. So here, sit back, grab a drink, and let's do this. Really, really a pleasure to uh, be hanging on the hang with my man, Gary Barlow. We are going to be talking about uh, music, the foundations of where we come from, how we came to music, what it means to us, and, uh, you know, just what we do here on The Hang. Let's just talk about music and life and whatever whatever comes up, quite frankly. Tell me about your the roots and the foundation of how music came in. Well, I had a very, I was lucky enough to have a very musical household. We had a a record player from, well, as as far as my memory goes back, we had a record player and we lived very close. You love this actually, Gregory. We lived, um, my mum was from Liverpool and when she was a teenager, she used to go and watch Lonnie Donegan play at the Cavern and there was a group on before him called the Beatles. So she was always going to gigs, so our house was full of music. It was the Beatles, Elton John, Billy Joel, ABBA, uh, lots of skiffle music. from the, that, was, that was the local sound of the North at that point. Um, and then as time went on, you know, it got more uh, Donna Sommer, Michael Jackson, um, then the whole new romantics happened when I was buying records, Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet. Um, yeah. So lots of music. So before I started making music, yeah. I was just completely involved in it, enjoying it, listening to it. Um, it was just always yeah. in our house. But in, in terms of your opening your mouth and finding your voice was it singing well, along I started to the as a keyboard player 
I got my first job um, as an organist in a in a little bar in North Wales when I was eleven. I used to play every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night. And I did that for a few years and got better and better. And then when I was 14, I landed a really big job that was part of a trio backing. So it was more piano and organ uh, with a bass player and a drummer the other side. And we'd play behind all the comedians and the singers and the hypnotists and the jugglers in, in like a cabaret club. And that was every Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. And I was 14 when wow. that was going on. So uh, I I had loads of experience on stage playing behind people. And then when I was kind of 16 and my voice had broken, I'd started developing uh, myself as a singer. I got tired of sitting behind people and wanted to be at the front of the stage. Well, having your first gig at, a, at 11, um, that would make you a child prodigy, I, I think. Yeah? What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I was, you know, I was the only, um, the, the, there was really no musical connection to anyone who played piano or an instrument even in our family. I just picked it up by ear. And as I, as my repertoire grew, I realized I need to read music because yeah. it's, I don't, I don't want to cut any corners. So I really learned. And this is the strange thing about my development is, is that by the time I was 18, 19, I was such a good keyboard player really good but when I joined the group when I was 19 of course you get a record deal and you go off traveling around the world my playing really it, it went away I've never got it back I've never I've tried to but because I spent too much time in nightclubs chasing girls being on tv shows in Japan I just let it go I yeah. just let it go and became more of a singer really than a player um but yeah, that that's how that's how it started for me. That's interesting. You say that about um, your your piano playing. My favorite singer, Nat King Cole, and in the meat of his career, he he stopped playing. I'm sure that he still could, but he but he you know he was a stand up singer. But I probably like him. I, I suspect there was still great satisfaction in being able to communicate. Uh, with your voice, something about the voice and communicating with the voice where you, you sometimes you touch sometimes in a way more directly because it's the, um, we have the language, we have the story um, and we have the, the humble melody. And, uh, and so I'm sure it's, you know, still st maybe some regret about, you know, losing some of the, the piano, but, you're still communicating in a big way with the voice. Yeah, and I think what the piano's become for me now is um, an accompaniment to my voice. Um, and, and you know what? The, the, the truth is, is that I can accompany myself without even looking at the keyboard because I had all those years where I really perfected the art. Even though I lost it eventually, it was still under there and I can quite happily sit on stage and really keep eye contact with the audience because my fingers just know where they're going, you know? Yeah. Now your, your parents, did they see the musical gift in you and they supplied you with the instrument or how did it happen? 
Yes. Um, so I, I got a tiny uh, keyboard for Christmas with notes like this big, <laughs> tiny little notes, mini, mini keyboard. And within about three weeks, I could make this thing talk. Right. Having never played anything before. And so we went then to see what was the next thing. So this would have been like now the end of February. So, you know, past Christmas, I wasn't due any Christmas presents. And we went to a music shop and there was a, you know, a, a, a Yamaha organ with two, with two manuals and bass pedals. And my father had quite a lot of time off at work and he sold it all to get the money to buy me this this organ. So that that was a an enormous turning point for me. It meant I could progress. Um and without that, who who knows the what the story would be, but you know, all any of us need at some point is someone to stand beside us or to support what we're doing to just encourage us and just give us that tool to to go forward. Isn't that amazing? Uh, just thinking about the the building blocks of of your person and, and your your career. Um, had he not taken that interest, had he was like you know, do something different. Whatever his his thoughts were about your talent at the time, he said, "No, I'm going to make a sacrifice, and I'm going to." you know, do this for my, for my child. It was the watershed moment. Somebody believing in you, um, somebody believing in you and, 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 and that being, uh, the catalyst to propel you to, to greatness. I mean, you, you are quite prolific in, uh, your writing and your musical ideas. Maybe you have it in your mind how many number one hits you've had. In the- <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of greedy, man. You're kind of greedy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have the exact figure in my mind as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, wow, what a, what a, uh, what a blessing that somebody saw. Yeah. the 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 spark or or something in you and 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 cultivated it that's the thing that's yeah. the thing my i mean mm-hmm. i i grew up how many brothers and sisters do you have i've got one older brother yeah i had eight in in my family and so you know i'm not saying you could get lost in the shuffle yeah you know but my my mother heard my little voice when we were all singing as a family and she was like eh, eh. There's something mm-hmm. there. There's something there. <laughs> and, you know, she started to to call me something. She was like, she started to call me her songster. She's like, mm. you're my songster. And I didn't even know what it what she was calling me. It was like, you know, what does that mean? You're my little singing angel. Yeah. And she just kept, you know, so words matter. And 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 what mm-hmm. what it is that that people are giving. Uh, their children. What it is that 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 we do with those foundational blocks are very, very important. We know this, but yep. in terms of our what we end up doing in our lives, it can be really, um, absolutely, really significant. It was a funny thing as well because my my dad was a man of very few words. However, his actions were enormous. 
Um, and and you know, like you say, we we learn and take things from we we hopefully take all the good bits from our parents. Yeah, and uh, it's always always stuck in my mind that 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 one move right there has just led to all this. Yeah, um, and, and also you know, even just from a an attitude perspective, when he did that, this wasn't going to be something I just do for a weekend. I, I knew what it had cost. I knew. I'm not talking about money. I, it's in effort, in yeah. goodwill, in belief. All of those things. There was no way on earth I was going to let them down. I was going to work and work, and I might not have got there, but I was going to try. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So he did his part, and you did your part. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, what 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 did he do? Uh, my my father had a couple of jobs. Um, I think it it was his one regret that he 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 really didn't see a lot of my brother and me. Uh, he used to work at a like a chemical plant. He was a product manager, and he'd do that from ten o'clock at night till six a.m. He'd come home and go to bed, and then at midday to till eight o'clock at night he'd go and work on a farm, um, which he loved. He loved animals and he loved to be outside and. And I mean, even that. I mean, now to 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 do two jobs consisting of eight hours, he, it's just unbelievable to to even think. Yeah, um, he was just a hard working man, and I, you know, I don't ever class what we do as work, but right. <laughs> I know how much effort and time and commitment I put, and it's come from him. Yeah, yes, amazing. I, I, when I'm uh, I'm touring and and you know. Some years is is two hundred and two hundred and fifty shows a year, and I still say that I'm still not working hard as my mother. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Does your family and your upbringing has that found its way into your creative process, your writing? Your do you speak about them? Do you speak about? your childhood in in your music i think well you you know what it's like writing songs even if you don't want things to be in there they end up being in there somewhere <laughs> you know it's just like you try and hold it back it's a, it has a you know re- real emotions and real feelings they have a really handy habit of finding its way onto my page yeah. um so they are of course the, yeah. it's it's all in there and and, and I, I don't have a lot to complain about i had a, a a perfect childhood i really did um to to love my my dad sadly passed away about 9 years ago but my mom's still very very well and she she's doing great and um you know when when i uh when i go anywhere actually by myself if i'm touring australia or i go to la for a couple of months i i actually take her with me wow um when my when my dad passed away the first thing i said to my mum was i said right from this point if you're invited anywhere the word you say is yes <laughs> you go and enjoy and enjoy your life. Yeah. Don't be held back. Yeah. You know? and, and she does. She comes. She's great. She loves studios. She loves gigs. She she loves hanging out. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really awesome. I, I think about, you know, for myself, um, when you said uh, even when you're not trying, uh, 
the things that have happened in your life, the things that move you and what you love and who you love find its way into the music. You can, you can say, you know, okay, let me write this type of song. Let me, let me, you know, the furthest thing away from your life experience. And before you know it, your life experience finds its way uh, into the music. And I quite like that. I think, um, I think what I'm happiest about now that my mother is, is, is gone away. Um, and my father has passed and, and even now recently my brother has, has passed from COVID. I can find them in the music. Yeah. I can find them in the music. And when I, uh, I spent a lot of time, uh, since we've been in lockdown, uh, listening for my mother. I hear my mother in my tone, in my, in my poetry. I hear my brother in the words that I say. Uh, he was very close in age uh, to me, just a year older than me. So sometimes wow. my life experiences were his. And so when I sing about something, when I sing a song from my new record, it's called a dad gone thing. Um, and I speak about the absence in our, my father had in our lives. I'm telling his story as well. And so, yeah, he's there. And I listen to what I've said, the optimism about love. It could, it only, it only comes. My mother had this optimism about life and people mm-hmm. and about love. And she's there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm I'm so glad that I didn't, you know, shy away from it. And uh, and in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a case like yours, you can you you write something and um and it echoes and reverberates hundreds yep. of thousands millions of times, and they they're still alive in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That connection is with you forever. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no, there's no question when, especially with family, um, is that it's, it's intertwined into the way we breathe and it's, it's just there. It's present at all times. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing, actually. It's yeah. a, it's a, yeah. it's a thing to be, uh, it's the upside, you know, of, 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 of life and people move on and, you know, the upside is they're always there. They're always there, and a part of them is still in you, and you you keep them alive. Yeah. Tell me, how how old were you when your band started? Take that. I was nineteen when I joined the the band. Yeah. Um. So I I'd done about two 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 to three years, but when I was ninety, I remember when I joined the group, I was actually wondering how I was going to fit it in because I was playing shows every night at this point. All, all in the northwest um, of England, but every night I'd be in a pub, a club, a bar, a nightclub, sometimes two or three gigs a night. Um, so I was actually considering how am I going to fit it in. Um, but we had a, a very persuasive manager um, with our group the first time around, and he he sold it to me, the, the idea of being a recording artist. It's what I always dreamed of. 
there's a there's a show um, here that I I used to watch as a kid called Top of the Pops. Right. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You yeah, remember yeah. this show? Well, as a child growing up here, you know, um, it would be on anyone who was into music dreamed of being on Top of the Pops, and it was my dream to be on that show. And so, whatever it took to get there, I, I, I'd entertain. Um, and and this group. This idea, this manager, um, with this concept, I, I believed it. I thought, oh, this is it. This is this is the uh, you know the 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 thing that the vehicle that's that, that I can be a part of to get me to top of the pops. <laughs> top of the pops, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we did. We got there. It took us <laughs> took us maybe eighteen months, but we got there. <laughs> but tell me this. When you got to the places that you dreamed about, did you ever feel like things are moving so fast that I don't have time to savor it? Or when you got there, were you like, ah, this is everything I thought it would be? I I actually think, Gregory, up until only a few years ago, that I haven't really stopped to enjoy anything. It's taken me so long to figure that one out. I don't know why, um, but I've always felt like I've been on this wheel that's just never stopped turning. E- even when I wasn't really that busy, there was a few years where I didn't have a record deal and time just didn't wait for me. It was always something else to do. There was always something more important than where I was right now. Um, and you, I think it take, took me years to realize it, but it's, it's not healthy. That isn't, it's not, not a good way to be. Um, cause it, what it means is you're never actually anywhere. Um, so, you know, this thing you're dreaming of, even when you get to it, you're dreaming of the thing beyond it. It's like you, you never actually settle anywhere. Um, so I'm afraid I'm a late learner with that one. It's interesting. They're very honest for you to say that. I, I think it's uh, you have an extreme case of artistic impatience. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, you know, you're on the move, um, which, yeah. which can be good for, you know, for getting things done. And you've gotten a lot done. Um, but, you know. You take the good with the bad. I mean, there there are things about our personality, some things that we can even call sometimes weaknesses that career-wise can be be strengths, uh, or, or different aspects of our life can be strengths. Um, sensitivity, like a, a, a person who has uh, extreme sensitivity, um, and it may be in one's childhood and one's early life it can be seen as a as a as a as a negative thing but many artists have this emotional sensitivity and the flip side of that rawness of nerve rawness of emotion can be the ability to express yourself on stage on recording uh, in front of people uh, in a way that is very emotional vulnerable, uh, powerful. But in your personal life, it can be this, this rawness of nerve, this, uh, this emotion, 
and this vulnerability can be, they can be negative things. Um, so this artistic impatience that you talk about is, 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 is probably now, you know, now that you look back on your career and you've done so much, you can say, wow, that's a lot of stuff. But you, you say it's interesting. This, this honesty that you, you say is like, I haven't stopped to smell these roses. Yeah. How many children do you have now? I have three children. Yeah. Do they encourage you to stop and smell these? Everyone. Everyone encourages me. <laughs> um, yeah. And funny, you know, it, it, it's, I heard people talk about it and, and, and it took, yeah, it's taken me a while to figure that one out. However, I do believe um, that, that now I've, seen it seen what I, what I do and 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 how I act when you rectify that and you start to enjoy it it it's pure bliss it really is it it's um it's something especially at this point of life there's some there's something nice about not only looking forward but looking back back's a very special thing um and you know what what you bring with you from the past the good bits and the bad bits um but for me when i when i stand in that moment now i can nod to the future and i can nod to the past but i'm i'm very my stance is in that moment there's there's nowhere else i need to be and e- even to the point where i'm writing i love being in the room with myself when i'm writing not not thinking about the other track that's going to mix today but just being there and going, oh, listen to that. That's so lovely. You know, how lucky am I to be doing this for a living today? I wish someone would have a handbook. Um, when when you first find success, this is going to happen, you know, and you just, you just want to chase. You just want to go off. You want to be the best, um, be the fastest, uh, be the busiest, um, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. And, and, and all that happens is you chase your tail for years and years. Cause you really never, that this place that you imagine you're going to get to, it doesn't exist to start with, but even if it did exist, you know, wh- when will we be there? There's probably nowhere even to park when you get there. So it, it's like this place, it doesn't exist. The place that does exist is is there you, you you can feel it you can hold it you can return to it, it it's yours um and it, it take it took me a long time to to realize that I, and a lot of, a lot of it also comes down to um you know as the as the provider for the family i was the one who had to go out and you know go right we've got children now i've got responsibilities i've got to get out there and 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 do something and um and have that feeling of providing for everyone um and you know i, I think that those those pressures um it it can just spiral it can just spiral till till all of a sudden you realize that you're you're working every hour of your your time if you're awake and 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 the worst bit of all is the enjoyment's gone it's all gone um and it shouldn't be like that. And I, and I think that, you know, the one thing for me is now at the point where I go, um, and I don't want to sound like a diva at all when I, when I say this, I, I'm saying it with the, with, with the point I'm trying to make in mind is that when I join a project, 
and it becomes a pain in the arse, I'm the first to go, guys, I love you all. I'm saying good night. Good luck with it. I'm leaving it behind because you know what? <laughs> Nothing's worth that stress. That you know, if I'm not going to be in this house with my family, I've got to be somewhere it's really good. It's got to be some bad doing ed- something really right. That's it. That's it. That's right. it. And, and yeah. this- I don't want to be with some some <laughs> some arsehole telling me I'm rubbish <laughs> and I need to do better. <laughs> Bleep me out. I shouldn't be swearing on this. My mother doesn't like swearing. No, it's okay, man. Did I make we, a we point there, then? I'm sorry, I think that's I the real you player. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's something that I am learning. Sometimes you just have to say, ah, actually. Yeah. You know. That's it. Yeah. How does a song start for you? Does it come, is it the lyric? Is it the melody? Um, I was talking to Stevie Wonder and he was saying that um, he writes to to his melodies, like the music comes first and then we're like, oh, now I got to find some words to this. <laughs> yeah, all different ways for me, Gregory. It, actually, I, I do write a lot. Um, n- nearly every day wow. I write for something. Um, and... And it does come in waves for me because, you know, uh, I'll next thing by, you know, I'll be off doing promotion, whatever, and then maybe even a tour next year. So things do take me from the studio. But but in general, if I'm here, I'll write every day. And so it's it's just one long stream of creating things that are going to give birth to a song for me. And it could be something you say today or it could be something written on the wall here or it's someone someone says on the radio or a song I hear which I love and I think oh I'd like to write something like that that all of those things take me to a piano and make a song begin uh, and it could be also lyrics you know I often sit and write titles down so so actually all of the above things take me to to write a song yeah pulling from conversations and uh, anywhere really yeah Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you have a, a, a favorite song that you've that you ever written? I have one in my head. Wait a minute. Oh, back for good. We'll say again. <laughs> Back for good. Yes, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's, 
that melody just sticks in your head. It's it's killing. You know what? I I wanted a song that I, I, at the time I was rehearsing a lot in falsetto, but I didn't have any song in my repertoire that went into falsetto, and so I wrote that specifically to go whatever else, you know, to go high. What a beautiful accident. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it. Yeah, it was a wonderful accident. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. I, yeah, I love that. I love that tune. So yeah. you know, I always relate these songs t- to times of my life. Um, I almost stop hearing the the lyric and the music, and I, I, it always makes me think of a moment. And I do remember when we all came back in two thousand and seven as like a you know a comeback, the comeback tour. Um, and the question everyone was saying was, yeah, you know, there's those guys from the nineties, but. You know, can they make relevant music again? And it was a big opportunity for us. And one of the first things we did, we went in a studio and we came up with the song Patience. And it was like that song was being written for 10 years, like the message, the angst it was recorded with. It it was a song that had not been written, but it had been written over a long, it was a lot of emotion came out. Yeah. And that song, we needed that song. You know, it was one of those ones where you go, okay, this is a turn left or a turn right at this point. And, and <laughs> thankfully for us, it worked. And so I remember that song with, with great, you know, lots of good memories and, and good feelings. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. You have a new project uh, that you're, uh, have you already recorded it? Are you in the studio now? Or are you? I, I, I actually, you won't believe this. I, I actually finished recording it two weeks before lockdown. Wow. Which, which was, I mean, honestly, it was, we were so unbelievably lucky because most of it is with an orchestra. Um, and, I mean, I don't even know if orchestras are recording at the moment with all the socially dis. But it's very difficult to get play. And and also the the one thing you'll know is is that like when when an orchestra records, um, it's like um, you know when birds fly as a flock and one of them turns to the right and they all move. Yeah. And it's you know it that's what an orchestra's like. Right. So they all. And 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 it's and I don't believe there's there's any, you know, the fact that they're all so close together is because they're all listening to one another. Yeah. So the idea of like a socially distanced orchestra would that would be a different record for me at the moment. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to get all our recordings done be- before this horrible thing happened, yeah. and um, I've just basically spent the last few months mixing and doing some overdubs, but um, but thank goodness someone was looking down on us and, uh, yeah, we were, we were all finished with our recording. Yeah, it is, it is something to, I mean, we, you know, we finished our record before a lockdown, but it, it is so strange to be, it, it really is, I guess we were lucky to, to, to be able to have, have done something. You were, you were talking about, um, you had a period of, of time where you didn't have a record deal and did you think it was potentially the end of your career at that moment it was a it was a very um it was actually quite a difficult personal time for me um it it was um the the scales of life are quite strange that um i was coming to the end of my career 
part one, I call it. Um, I didn't know there was going to be a part two. If, if I had known, I'd have really enjoyed those years, but <laughs> I actually, it, it, it was like torture. Can, trying to work out how to get back on a stage again. I'd really lost, a, I couldn't actually imagine being on a stage again is the truth, but I'd lost all my confidence. Um, but, at, but at the same time as all that happening, we had our son. So all of a sudden the private life's really high and becoming a dad. That's quite scary for a, for a, for a man, you know, and a woman. Um, so I'm figuring that out. And before I figured it out, we have our second child. Um, so private life's on fire now and music's just going nowhere. I, I really, I was really down on, on the music. Um, I was working with artists, writing a little bit, but I wasn't very good at that point. Um, and it took me a few years to sort of pick myself up and... Uh, I think as the kids sort of went off to school and I got my act back together. Um, but, you know, I look back now, Gregory is one of those times which I've actually built the last 13 years on. It's all built on that five years of doing nothing. Um, it's built not wanting to be back there. It's built on who I learnt I was at that time Um I, I get so much material from that time and, you know, the the craziness of a creative head that isn't creating. It's a really strange thing. Um, so, yeah, it was an interesting time for me. Yeah. You look you look great, you, by the way. You're... Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you're the you. same... You, we're, we're born in, well, the same year. 71? Yeah. 71. Yeah, there you go. Looking- you're 50 next year? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What? I'm sorry. There's a <laughs> malfunction. The line's gone dead. I can't hear yeah. you. <laughs> the line's gone dead. What What month, Gregory? November. No. Oh, you're older than me. Oh, I'm glad I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. big one. The big one. Wow. Yeah. No big parties for us, hey? Yeah. <laughs> No big parties. Yeah, no. we've celebrated already too much, but uh, I think we have. I think we have. Yeah. Listen, really, an, an honor to talk to you about about uh, the foundation of you. I love um, just what you said to me, and and and, and the gifts, uh, and encouragement, subtle gifts, and and subtle encouragement that 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 your family has provided you. Um, your your mother immersing you in music and and your father seeing the spark and and making a sacrifice to make sure that you you advance in that that's a gift man it's it's and it's a, it's a wonderful to hear um from somebody who's who's had a track record of of hits and and ideas that just keep coming so this artistic impatience that you have that you think is a problem so so may it be for for the for the rest of your life so that we keep oh. getting getting stuff from you um oh, thank really you. really thank a pleasure you. to talk to you man yeah uh, and you gregory hey you probably know this but but um we love you over here you know yeah. Uh, I think you can tour here forever. Um, I saw you at the Albert Hall, uh, not last year, the year before, I think. Okay. And, uh, 
oh man, your voice. You actually don't need a microphone. Um, it's so beautiful and a great band you had with you. It's a wonderful show. I loved it. Yeah, oh, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, the funny thing is, we, you know, when we're talking about things moving so fast that sometimes you don't have a chance to savor it. Whatever night it was, that night was the same way. Because uh, I, I remember the performances at at the, at the Royal Albert Hall, all beautiful, all wonderful. But I had something extraordinary going on the day before and something extraordinary going on the day after. So I always had these dreams of like, you know, having two weeks to build up to this performance and to savor it after it after it happened, maybe for two more weeks. When you're moving, it's like, okay, I think that next morning we left at 4 a.m. to get to to somewhere else the next day, you know? What a (laughs) shame. What a shame. Hey, listen, I can promise you now they'll have you back whenever you want, Gregory. We we love you here, so come back. Come and sing again. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, and it's been a wonderful time hanging with you. And and good luck. Good luck with the podcast, and good luck with the music, and uh, hope to see you here next year on tour. Thank you. You too, man. I'm I'm going to keep some of this stuff for myself. Maybe maybe (laughs) the listeners will get it, but this this was for me. So, But thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Gregory, next time you're in the UK, just carve me an hour. I'll take you for a drink. I'd love love to meet you. It's going to be some top shelf. Bring your wallet. Lovely, but no problem. So there it is. Thanks once again to the wonderful Gary Barlow, and thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, share us with your friends. Everyone's invited. I'm Greg Reporter, and this has been The Hang, a cup and nuzzle production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.